Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On January 29th, I reported to you that we were in economic recession, weeks before any economist uttered the words. I didn't have any magic crystal ball to predict the future. It was just obvious to me that that's what was happening. On today's show, we're going to talk about the consequences of government handouts. And in the next five minutes, I'm going to build a case to show you that we're now in a period of economic stagflation. Now, it may not be possible for me to connect all the dots and make the argument convincing in just five minutes. But here we go. Stagflation is a combination of stagnant economic growth, high unemployment, and high inflation. It's an unnatural situation because inflation is not supposed to occur in a weak economy. In a normal market economy, slow growth prevents inflation. As a result, consumer demand drops enough to keep prices from rising. Well, stagflation can only occur if government policies disrupt the normal market functioning. Well, guess what, folks? That's exactly what's happened. Many people are treating these bailouts like they're free, and nothing is ever free. But there's been zero discussion who's actually going to pay for all of these government handouts. If it's coming from government, then it ultimately means that we, the population, are going to pay. But no one's saying how exactly. A lot of people tend to measure the cost of government in terms of the cost of taxation in their own personal situation. If you're in, say, a 50% income tax bracket, then the cost of government is 50% of your income. For someone else in a 10% tax bracket, then the perceived cost of government is 10%. But that's not the cost of government. The true cost of government is measured by government spending, not in the amount of tax collected. So, for example, if government brings in $100 in taxes but actually spends $150 of those $100, then the cost of government is actually $150, not $100. You pay for government in two ways. You pay in taxation and in inflation. And when government prints money, you pay for that spending in terms of reduced buying power, in terms of reduction in your savings. Some governments have the ability to print money, like the U.S. federal government through the Federal Reserve, the Canadian government, the British government, and the European Union through the European Central Bank. The state of New York or the province of Ontario don't have the ability to print money. They can only issue debt. Countries that are heavily dependent on outside resources are often unable to practically print money. I mean, I suppose they can print as much as they want, but since imports are denominated in a foreign currency, usually the U.S. dollar, doesn't help to print money. Printing money becomes immediately inflationary. So here we are. Governments are spending cash in vast quantities to bail out various industries. They're spending cash they don't have, so it's being minted out of thin air. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know my opinion on inflation. We have plenty of modern-day examples of hyperinflation, so we don't have to dig too far in the history books to look and see what happens. We can look to modern-day Venezuela or Zimbabwe for current examples. You can look to Argentina in the mid-1980s. In a world of hyperinflation, there's so much currency in circulation that the purchasing power of the currency gets eroded. It has the impact of eroding purchasing power for those on fixed income. It devalues savings and it correspondingly devalues debt. If you know that you're entering an inflationary period, you would want to hold assets that will benefit from a devaluation of both debt and a devaluation of savings. Let's say, for example, you hold a piece of real estate that's generating income. That income property is producing positive cash flow, and it's hopefully not over leveraged. If you have that, then you stand to benefit dramatically from hyperinflation. Four things happen in every economic recession. Number one, there's a cutback on spending, sometimes called austerity. Number two, there's a destruction of debt. That's often the result 
of simple forgiveness of debt. Number three, there's a transfer of wealth. And number four, there's a printing of new money. The last time we saw stagflation was in the 1970s. Interest rates in North America went up to 18%, and we saw a huge increase in prices, increases in unemployment, and economic stagnation. Well, guess what, folks? We have exactly that situation now. We've got governments the world over telling people they should not go to work, that they should stay home, and they should avoid social contact. Now, don't get me wrong. It's all being done for a good reason, to save human lives. The social lockdowns are absolutely the right thing to do, but we have to acknowledge that the vast printing of money will have an inflationary impact. Now, some of you might be saying that government's been printing money for decades and it hasn't resulted in hyperinflation. So why is that? Well, I believe that we've exported our inflation through globalization. The extra printed money went to pay for goods that were manufactured in the East and imported into the Western economies. We exported the cash so long as they were willing to accept it. Increasingly, there are no buyers for that extra debt. So what's the solution? The Federal Reserve has agreed to buy that debt back, including the U.S. Treasuries that are being held outside the United States. Well, folks, that is the definition of that money coming home to roost, and we are absolutely in a period of massive, massive inflation with the amount of money that's being printed. You heard it here first. In the weeks and months to come, you're going to hear that term stagflation start to appear in the media. As you think about that, structure your affairs to benefit from a period of stagflation. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.